Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1,156. It's a trick just to release the pressure, because with less pressure, you perform better. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest calling in all the way from Dubai in the United Arab Emirates, Anthony Generali. Anthony, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Yes, yes, sure. Awesome. Anthony Generali is the co-founder at Generali Automotive, a retro-futuristic sports car manufacturer in Dubai. He's been an automotive designer and engineer since 2008 and his past includes time as the design director at W Motors, where he designed and followed the development of the W Motors Kaikan and the Fenray with Roof and Magnus Steyr. He is a speaker in the automotive trend industry known for his expertise in automotive design, furniture design, and conceptual art in video games. Generally, Sports Cars is aimed at automotive enthusiasts who love the joy of motoring and owning beautiful objects with the free spirit of the golden age of the 60s, in its purest form. I love this. And we're going to learn a lot more about you, Anthony, as we move through the questions. But first, I'd love for you to take a brief moment, share a little bit more about your business, your career, and a very obvious passion for design and automobiles. Yeah, basically, um, I like uh, it's a bit uh, stereotype at the beginning, like any kid, you know, you I was the, just doing all the time uh, cars and cars and cars. So I wanted to become a car designer. I studied as an well engineer to make sure that, uh, you know, I, I, would get, I would get a good knowledge of the technical side. And um, through my career, basically, I, was, I went in jewelry. I was very open-minded to, to also try other, other type of uh, design work. And I had the chance to go to Coventry University in automotive design, where I met uh, Ralph Debas, the founder of W Motors. And I designed the cars, went to Dubai, and in Dubai, again, I did a, a very nice um, encounter with uh, now my uh, business partner, Frédéric Gio. We actually have the same car. We have a, I have a, a Caterham 7, which is this old uh, British uh, lightweight car. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Love those cars. <laughs> and yeah, here in Dubai, it's really, really rare. So we got to know like this. And I had this project in mind with uh, the, the, the design one today that we produce. It was a very like my uh, personal project. Frederick is a specialist in uh, carbon fiber composites and he used to make boats here in, uh, in Dubai. So we just shared our knowledge and passion and we, we started this business uh, a bit out of the blue, uh, honestly. Well, it's very cool. And I'll remind our listeners, I've got a link on Anthony's show notes page on the Cars yeah website where you could go and see these vehicles that they're designing and producing. Very, very unique. And the, the idea of a Caterham 7 running through Dubai, I think you're <laughs> you're a little bit of a rebel, my friend. Uh, that's pretty cool because those things, uh, for people who know the Caterham 7, open car, very, very cool. My good friend Lance Stander at Superformance here in the United States and California sells those cars along with his Cobras and Daytonas and GT40s and Grand Sports. 
Very, very cool. And I want to do a shout out too to Rafael Oporo, who's a past guest here on Cars. Yeah, he's connected me with some really cool people over the years. Rafael's a awesome friend and uh he's the one who brought Anthony to Cars Yeah today. So thank you, uh Rafaello. Grazie, I should say. So as we continue on your journey, I'd like to start with a success quote or a mantra. This is some kind of saying that's been instrumental in forming your life and your success. It's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars, yeah? So, Anthony, grab the wheel. Yeah, yeah, I would say I was actually thinking a bit about, about it, and I, I would say it's always good to to think of uh, alternatives in life, you know, to put everything in perspective, especially in, in this domain like car design and all these things. I always compare it to, in a way, to want to be a singer. When you're a kid, you know, it's you, you want to do plenty of things, but it's kind of difficult. And uh, it's always important to try to find an alternative route for uh, your happiness because I would say it's a trick just to release the pressure because with less pressure, you perform better. So I would say that's what I was always trying to apply. And uh, basically, if I didn't become a car designer, I think I would have my fine happiness as well somewhere else. And it's very important to, to keep that in mind as well. You know, I I find this really interesting because a lot of people will niche down and narrow in on one specific thing, but you're a you're a very rounded designer. I mean, you've been involved in designing all sorts of different things and I find that really interesting and most definitely exploring your alternatives and keeping things open uh certainly creeps keeps your creative juices flowing if you will, but also rounds you out as a very different kind of person and a very unique person and even the fact that your business partner there, which we're going to get on the show someday in the future, I sure hope, uh, was in boat design. Now he's in car design using his uh, carbon fiber expertise. So I like that concept very much, Anthony. It keeps you loose and agile and, and having fun in life. Well, let's talk a little bit about your story that instigated your personal passion for cars. Is there a pivotal moment when you look back on your life when you knew that you were indeed a designer, but a car guy too? Um, honestly, I've been asked this question quite often, and unfortunately, I never really managed to find this pivotal point. I would say I tried to dig a lot in the past, but um, it was really growing in me uh, when I was very young. So luckily, you know, it, it helps to, to know very early what, what you want to do in life. So I guess I remember being eight or nine and started to, to draw cars, just watching shows, etc., Obviously, my father liked cars, so he took me to motor shows, etc. So I guess it just all this combination of experiences make made me uh, love cars, let's say. But I never had like this breakthrough moment where I, guess I say it's only this and that's it, you know. It's just uh, flowed through your veins. Now you originally are from France, correct? Yeah, exactly. So did you grow up in in Paris in a big city, or were you out in the country, or were you exposed to a lot of cars? No, I was actually in a very small, uh, living in a very small area in, uh, in the south of France. And it's kind of mountainous road. So you have to have some sporty cars. It's, uh, I mean, when you feel like there was, for instance, many, uh, rally events over there. So I guess, yeah, I guess being a kid, actually, yeah, I went to rally events. So when you hear the, the sound of the car and the, the speed, obviously, like, it's, uh, it's uh, yeah, it uh, it impregnates you. No? <laughs> yes, absolutely. And they're done that. Growing up in Southern California, where there's lots of sports cars, 
Uh, everywhere you go, your head's turning all the time at the sound of a 4-cam motor or a V12 or a V8 or whatever it might have been coming your way. So I understand. Well, Anthony, let's take a look at some of the roads you've driven down and talk about a big challenge or a big failure. You've been involved in a lot of different design careers, worked in a lot of different areas. No doubt you may have come up against a challenge here and there, maybe even a big failure that kind of taught you a very valuable lesson. If you take us through one of those experiences and share with us how it helped you gain more momentum as you move forward from that situation. Yeah, I was thinking I've recently, I would say, like as a pure designer, I didn't, uh, I was kind of happy because things were going well for the, you know, when I design something, usually people like it. So I'm quite happy about this. It was more on the business side. The real challenge is to become from a, basically a car designer to become an entrepreneur. And this the challenge was, for instance, raising uh, money to, to, to develop the business we, we are doing now. And this, actually, I found it really, really extremely difficult because it's really a kind of way where you always have to try to reach your network and there's no big logic into the story. It's really a human story where you have to meet people. So what I really learned is to always again, to be open to people because you, the people who help you at some times are not the one you, you would think at the beginning of the story. And, uh, so you always have to be very open-minded to, and, uh, meet any type of people who at some point they will help you along the route. So that's something I wasn't for on always trying to do before, you know, just focusing on mainly like hard work and not really going to, to be too much uh, as a big social guy. But um, yeah, it's something that definitely I would improve uh, later on, you know. Absolutely. You know, I think it's a really important message because in business and in life, we encounter a lot of different peoples over time. And sometimes you never know how a little connection, a little meeting, conversation, even like the talk we're having today, and the listeners who are listening to the show where that might go, who might reach out to you in the future to offer you a hand or help in any kind of way. So I always say, just like you, be open to everyone you encounter. And the great thing about the automotive industry is most everybody is very willing to help. They want to see you succeed. I mean, it's a big family here when it comes to cars, right? Yeah, for sure. And especially in California, I went, I went uh, in the there and, uh, and yeah, on the, on the West Coast in general. And uh, uh, I, I uh, to be honest, I don't know the East Coast, but uh, the West Coast, yeah, the car culture, it's, uh, it's pretty amazing. So people yes. are very, very passionate about uh, all this. So it's always good to talk in this, in this atmosphere. No? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, let's shift gears and talk about a big career aha moment. And one thing I mentioned in my introduction to Anthony was the cars that they're designing there, he calls retro futuristic sports cars. Now, that's got to conjure up in the listener's mind a lot of pretty cool things. And when you go to the website, I mean, your website is so cool at the beginning because it shows these beautiful cars driving on these mountain roads. And you're like, wait a minute, what is that? It looks like a combination of, how is it? No, it's not a Cobra. It's almost like an old Janetta. It's so different. The car is so unique and different. Is there a big aha moment with your current career that really kind of steered you down this path with this retro futuristic concept 
Yeah, I would say when, uh, as I explained, you know, it was really like my personal project. I was working with the Blue Motors and what happened most of the time is people asked me if I used to drive a Lycan, which is a, a three million dollar car. So I was telling no, but even he, he, because people think, you know, you design, so you must be connected. But so I was, and every time, you know, it made me think of uh, what would be really like the car I would like as an everyday car. Like not, you don't always want a super car it's to, to, to use every day. You know, it's not the coolest thing all the time. So yeah. I was just trying to dig in the past and say, okay, actually, I, I want a cool car from the past, a glamorous shape. But at the yeah. same time, you no, know, having a, the Caterham and the Seven, I wanted this type of driving where it's light, it's, it's precise, you have good brake, brake system, you have good steering, and the car starts every morning. But I wanted to keep some kind of um, experience. You, know, you need to feel the elements, so not too much comfort as well. And so all this, I gathered all this, and, um, and what was very, very uh, impressive is that uh, when we, Frederick, we, we put the cars in on, on the internet for the first time, we say, okay, we spend obviously more money, more time on the, on the project. So we started to say, let's see if it's a business and uh, if people can, uh, uh, relate to this car actually. And as soon as we put the pictures on the web, it went really viral. We had like all the car mag magazines, the car blogs, everybody talked about the car and they all loved the project. So for me, it was kind of, um, I was kind of extremely happy in a way because this time I work without any brief. When you're a designer, you always work with a brief. You know, if you work for a big OEM company, you need to work with the DNA, the styling DNA of the company. If the car doesn't look good or if there is an issue, you say, yeah, but I had to follow this. This was the politic of the, of the group or whatever. On this, I had really no, no, no brief at all. It was my own brief. So if the car, Nobody likes the car. I mean, it would mean basically that I had no excuse. I just did a, a bad job. So on this, uh, yeah. so on this, I was I was really uh, super happy that uh, yeah. And people keep uh, thinking the car today is very beautiful. So so I'm so happy because it's really like it reflects my personality and uh, what I, I wanted to bring to the car design. You know? Well, you did a marvelous job, and I'm going to be. I will have somebody from W Motors as a guest in the future. I. Met some folks from W Motors when I was down in Carmel by the Sea during Car Week. Uh, they had some cars parked down there, met them, and I'll have them on the show. And I didn't realize you were involved with them until uh, you and I connected. But your vehicles, yeah, they are very fun, very sporty, very much kind of have that Southern California vibe, drive along the coast kind of feel to them. And again, I remind our listeners to go to cars yeah website click on anthony show notes page where there's a link to his page and you can see the cars not only static but driving through the beautiful roadside i mean it just looks like something you want to jump in and go have fun that's for sure a marvelous job it's funny you say that because one many times people ask me what's inspiration but it's more an atmosphere and um, i had pictures of steve mcqueen jumping in his uh, uh jaguar xkss you know yes so i always try when i design the car i always try to to feel like if if Steve McQueen was was still alive and we would he jump in this car and just drive fast along the, <laughs> the, the road, you know? And so I, it always helped to, and so it's interesting you you say that actually uh, as well. Well, having grown up in Southern California and understanding that whole vibe and the car scene and how important it is down there, 
Uh, I understand completely. And when I looked at your cars, I went, yeah, that's something I want to get in and drive. I'd love to jump in the car and, and be on a track in it and see how it performs in a somewhat safe environment. But then just to get out on the road and have some fun. And I get that comment you made about supercars are great. They're beautiful. They're outstanding. But when you sometimes look at them, you go, gosh, where am I going to get to really drive that thing? I'm afraid to park it anywhere. If you hit a speed bump, you're going to hit the front air dam. I mean, the they're a whole different kind of thing. Your car, to me, screams fun, and it does have that retro feel. Let's have a little bit of fun here and talk about your first really special car. Is there a car when you were maybe younger that uh, really stands out for you that you could share a memory you have? Yeah, yeah sure. You know, basically, my, my first car in France, it's when you are 18, you're allowed to drive. Uh, my first car was an uh, old you know, Fiat Cinquecento. And ah. uh, my uncle, he, my uncle just gave him, like uh, found it for me because for as a joke you know once I really love this car and he said okay when you're when you will be 18 you will, I will get you a, a car like a car like this and so I ended up with the with the small Cinquecento being my first car and and I really loved it because what I loved and I guess that's why you know it's a bit connected to what we were discussing about supercars it's the extreme opposite. Everybody loves this car because there's no big statement or big status yeah. on this car. It's just it's just pure joy, and uh, and people relate to that a lot. You no, know? so when, when every time I drove this car, you know, I felt like a bit special because people let you go in, uh, overtake you, they they they, they wave at you. Yes, everything you travel with this car, you know, they they are kind of respectful for the fact that. You're, you're trying to to have fun in a special way, let's say, because you don't have air conditioning, it goes very slowly, yeah. and uh, but you have a lot of fun in this car. So. Absolutely. They, they have the same kind of uh, passion and smile to them, I think, like the VW Bug does, or the Beetle, or the, uh, uh, let's say, the Mini Cooper, the original Mini Coopers. Even the new Mini Coopers are kind of have the, the same thing. Everybody just kind of smiles when they see them, but that, yeah, that little Fiat is a beautiful, fun little car. Everybody loves those things. Well, how about a car you've let go that seller's remorse tear in the eye? Is there one that you wish you had back in your garage? But unfortunately, it's really this car because um, um, I had an unfortunate thing where actually it's a bit of a sad story. I let it to, to a friend. I didn't want to sell it, but I wanted someone to use it. You know, I don't like when people don't use the car. And I felt bad because I was traveling and this car was always... In a in a garage, nobody drove it. So I just uh, lent the car to uh, a friend, but uh, he turned it up very badly. So I, I had actually to. Long story short, I had to leave the car for for him. Otherwise, it was it was really like a, a very complicated administrative thing. And so so yeah, so I just I, I just let this car go, and uh, and I always thought it would be my. It was my first car, and I would always keep my first car. So. It's a bit of a sad story. <laughs> well, the moral of the story here is be careful who you hand your keys to because uh, yeah, exactly. once, it's, yeah. once it's in somebody else's hands, <laughs> you never know where it's going to be. Well, we'll move on from that sad story. I would love for you to share some more with our listeners about Generally Automotive, this beautiful car that you guys have designed. Maybe talk a little bit about not only the design aspect, but how it's powered, the configuration, so that people who've yet to go to your website can kind of start to conjure up a beautiful image of what you've created. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's, as you say, it's not only the design, it's really a full concept. And 
what um, I always explain to our clients and people who come to visit us. Here, you know, my, my idea is to sell emotions, it's not to sell technology. Basically, OEM, new car, big car manufacturers, they, they always like explain, you know, that their, their car is the best in this, the best in, in that. And so we, we can't compete. And, and I would say today, like the car industry is so mature in any case, that it's not, that's not the point. Now the point is like, how can this car make you happier than before? And I was just, so that's why the concept, there's this nostalgia, there's a look, and there's a performance as well, but just performance for fun. Basically, in this car, if you drive at uh, 100 kilometers per hour, you will have fun, you know. If you if you put the low uh, aero screen, you will have w the wind in your face, and you will have a lot of fun. You don't need to drive at 200 kilometers per hour. Then, if you want to go on the track, there's no big aero on it. So if you start to slide, it's mechanical grip, and it's you have to work out the the steering wheel. So again, I was always trying to focus this concept on the on the emotions that you would get in driving the car. Ah, yeah. Well, I wanted to also let our our listeners know. Now, this car weighs about eight hundred ten kilograms, which is about yeah. seventeen hundred eighteen hundred pounds, I think, if my math's going right here today. Uh, three hundred ten horsepower, so lightweight, n ample power, but the the engine sits. Kind of just forward the rear axle, right? Yeah, exactly. It's a it's a uh, it's a mid uh, central engine. It's same uh, package more or less as a uh, Lotus Elise or Exige or Aerolatom or KTM Crossbow. It's this kind of lightweight pack package that works well now for modern cars. Huh? Yeah, it's really beautiful. And and how would you, as the designer, describe the look of the car? Um, it's really like like it's really a tribute uh, to 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 uh, one era because when you study like car design story, you always find out that there, there are some generation of car, and at the same time, many cars almost look alike, you know. And at that time, they all had this this very female, feminine silhouette. And that's why people, I think, love this era because. They, they, they say always at that time, it's when the engineer and the designer you know, thought about the same on, on the performance uh, term, you know. Today, if you look at uh, Le Mans car, it doesn't look at all the way a, a designer would like to design a car. But in the 60s, you know, if you had like this very sculpted shape, yeah, we thought it was going fast. Today, we know that it's better to have like a very, almost a square shape and very, very low. So usually the very round shape are not very uh, aerodynamic. So, so, but it was some kind of art working with engineering at the time. And that's why I was trying to, to recreate in this, uh, in this styling. And you get all the reference from, let's say like uh, a lot of cars you have in your mind, you know, people, they see it actually very often the, the Cobra. It's more in terms of uh, proportions, because if you look at the car in, in reality, it has these very nice hips, which are very feminine, and that's why yeah, people love the Cobra. You could think as well of the 911 with the wide hips. No, the more powerful the 911 is, and the wider it is at the back, and again, you have this silhouette, uh, feminine silhouette in your mind that you, you, you like, you know, so that's, that was honestly, Mainly the, 
the main inspiration on this car. You know? Well, again, for those listeners, there's another car on the website here at Generelli Automotive that is the X1. And if you go to the website, you can actually vote whether you like it or hate it. I voted that I love it because it's so beautiful. But it has all these different design elements that come together that inspire and bring back some really emotional feelings for me from cars of the 50s and 60s. And those viewers out there will know when they go and take a peek at it. But it's obviously a car of today as well. But again, like your other model, it's, it's something I want to go jump in and go for a ride. Top down, open car, uh, low windshield. Um, yeah, very, very cool stuff. So again, Listeners, go to the Cars yeah website, click on the link, and you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. Yes. I think you can vision yourself in this thing. The story about the X1, just to, to uh, explain a bit, it's uh, people, you know, we have many requests on electric cars as well. So there is this fight at the moment between petrol heads and, and trend people who, you know, we are always hesitating. So, but at the same time, you know, if you can have fun in both, in both type of, uh, of energy, you should, you should, you should go for it. So on the X1, it's kind of a, a concept where we worked a lot on the aero just to get the efficiency in case, you know, we put an electric power, power train in it. And, uh, so it was, that's why, you know, when we asked for people to vote, it's for many, many the question was like, Will there be people in the world who would like this type of styling, retrofuturistic, with an electric uh, package in it? And uh, and I would tell you so far, yeah, it's quite impressive uh, the, the number of people, we, uh, number of uh, yes and love it that we receive. So so we are working as well actually on a on an electric package. We we don't have any idea of when it will be ready, but uh, but it's clearly something that we. People who would like as well in the future. No? Well, kudos to you for going down that path. I think it's cool. Um, yeah, there is a little bit of an argument between old school petrol heads and electric cars. But if you've ever driven an electric car, holy cow, it's like sitting in a slot car. They've got incredible uh, torque and power, and they really make things fun. Uh, just slide a, a, a tape or put a soundtrack into your earbuds, and you can listen to anything you want to hear while you're driving and pretend like you hear some noise. But I think it's really cool what you're doing. Well, Anthony, here's a very introspective question. If you woke up tomorrow and you were a car or a vehicle of some kind sitting in a garage, if you were manifested into a vehicle, what would you be? Uh, yeah, it's interesting. Again, for me, I guess it's special because I, it's a bit uh, redundant, but I would say it's a design one because it's, it's as I explained just before, I, I didn't have any brief, so it was really my own brief, so... So what you see in this car is really like my, uh, my feelings. So, so, uh, if there is a car that corresponds to me the most, uh, it's really this car because that was my, uh, my intention in a way. No? Yep. That's you. Awesome. I love it. Well, Anthony, up next is the last lap. Before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars yeah sponsors. Do you know the best way to protect your vehicle, both the exterior and the interior? is with a car cover. I've been using Covercraft car covers since 1975. That's right, 1975. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. Covercraft has been manufacturing premium quality exterior and interior covers for over 50 years with a stellar reputation for durability and design. They're the world's largest manufacturer of custom-patterned vehicle covers that are crafted to fit over 80,000 patterns and growing. 
They are the only cover I'll put on my vehicles. You can choose from a wide variety of fabrics, styles, colors, and more. From full cover designs for factory to custom-made vehicles, plus convertible top covers, trucks, truck cab coolers, motorcycles, scooters, ATVs, trailers, campers, personal watercraft, and a wide variety of custom features. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them Mark sent you. That's Covercraft.com. What's every automotive enthusiast's dream? To design and build that perfect garage. My friends at Metron Garage are a group of creative talents who've combined their passion for cars with their careers in architecture. Their service includes unique garage design and state-of-the-art fabrication. They will create the coolest custom garage for you and your vehicles. Metron Garage's system features fully engineered commercial-grade material and structural framing that's stronger than traditional construction. Their designs are pre-engineered to meet your building codes for fast, bolt-together construction. With over 25 years of experience, you'll see a 3D rendering to visualize your custom garage, and the final structure will fulfill all your storage needs. Contact Metron Garage today and begin realizing your dream garage. Go to metrongarage.com. That's metrongarage.com. Garage is built for discerning enthusiasts. Where it's not just a garage, it's where your dream garage comes true. All right, Anthony, we are back. We're entering the last lap. I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? It's I never received it personally, but I think it's um, um, it's uh, Christian Koenigsegg. Uh, I heard him one, one day saying like uh, about the car car industry, what uh, what type of advice, and say in a in a way everything is difficult in in, uh, in the car industry, and it, which is kind of true because you really have to face and especially in our business. Like when you're a startup, you have to face so many parameters, so many challenges that it's really like you, you end up thinking, yeah, actually every single stage is difficult. Manufacturing, homologating a car, dealing with uh, finance as well, all, all, all these things. So I guess for all the small manufacturers like this, it's, it's uh, what, what uh, Christian Koenigsegg said, it's, it's really the truth, you know. I admire what you're doing because anyone that tackles this kind of endeavor uh, at any level, yeah, I, it's insurmountable odds and at many times it feels that way. But the fact that you've gotten to where you've gotten, I mean, even when you look at something as big as uh, a Tesla and Elon Musk and all the things that they have to get over to exactly. bring a car to market in uh, any manufacturer these days. I mean, it's just regulations, governments, uh, bureaucracies, they just make things so complicated, so expensive, so difficult. And the only things I hold everything together is really the passion. It's a bit of a stereotype, but the chance is that cars are something that people really love. So there is this counterbalance where, you know, if you bring enough passionate people, you manage to, to go through the challenges. You know? Yes, absolutely. Now, how about a personal habit? Is there one that has contributed to your success over the years? Uh, it's always to, let's say, to challenge yourself. Um, oh, there's, there's a little story where um, I was thinking about it, and um, finance something that really like shaped the way I, I design and, uh, and the type of change I, 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 I try to 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 pass 
It's we. Uh, I remember my brother basically when I was a kid. I was drawing like a spaceship as well, and I just loved my my drawings. And uh, I showed them to my brother, and which who is uh, older than me, and uh, he just told me he didn't like really, really like them. And I was so disappointed. I asked him why. You know why do you don't like? Uh, because I found them very cool. And he told me, "Would you like to have your spaceships in Star Wars?" <laughs> and, I said, oh. and I told him, "Of course, no." Because I prefer the one Star Wars, you know. Yes. So, and to me, you see. And so for me, I always try to really like put a very, very high, high target in a way that okay, if I if I design something, I mean, it has to be at least at the level I, w- I would like it to see. Yeah, to see uh, around like in movies or in. Uh, that's why I was thinking of Steve McQueen. You know, always thinking like. This type of people who buy Jaguar XKSS, would they buy uh, this car as well and would they do that? So for me, it's this type of target and it's an emotional target you, you put that, that it's a bit like um, you place the cursor like this and you keep working until you, you feel comfortable in, uh, in this emotional state, basically. Yes, pushing the bar higher all the time. How about a resource? There are lots of great resources for us these days. Is there one in particular you'd like to share? Um, Honestly, one of the good blogs I I read quite often is Motor Authority. And uh, I don't really have much time now to... uh, It's crazy. The the more you work in the industry, the less time you you have to to dig into all these things. But... um, yeah, actually, uh, yeah, I would say this website and, uh, and obviously, um, I really love like Genino's Garage, for instance, because mm-hmm. when I design the cars, I, I watch a lot these shows because Jerry Leno basically, he really like spend time detailing the car, looking at all the small details, like opening the hood, opening the doors, etc. So all these things actually, it's, it's actually what the way people experience the car most of the time, not really like sometimes like pure journalists where they try to go flat out with the car straight away or, or just talk about uh, some kind of performance where you really never really like uh, uh, practice this, you know, in real life, you know. Exactly. Two great resources, Motor Authority and, of course, Jay Leno's Garage, a great one. Now, if I could arrange for you to have a drink with anyone in the automotive field, living or deceased, who would that be? Uh, I, actually, I would say it's still Jay Leno, yeah, because I met him very, very shortly once at Pebble Beach, and I found him very, very cool because obviously he was super busy and uh, super friendly as well. And so, yeah, I wish I would have more time to talk more about uh, about all the stories about cars, etc. You know, and I have a feeling, Anthony, if you brought one of your cars over here and... I might be able to connect you with the right people. You could get on his okay. show with one of your cars. I think so, because, you know, he loves to introduce things. I've never had him a guest here on Cars Yeah, My regular listeners know I, I mention him all the time. I have tried and tried. Maybe one day he'll pick up the phone and give me a call. I sure hope so, because uh, I just really uh, admire the guy for so many levels. And I, I talked to him for a little bit on the lawn at Pebble Beach last in August, uh, came up. I've talked to him several times, but I had a little more time with him because it was early in the morning and there weren't many people around to bother him, except for me. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I did slip in my card. Maybe he'll give me a call one day. I sure hope so. But uh, he, he puts on a great show, consummate card. Yeah, we really tried to, to put a car um, in, the, in California. And, uh, and yeah, for sure, as soon as we were around, we, it, would be, uh, it would be amazing to, 
to meet all these people with, with the car. I think he would love to have uh, have you and your car in the show. He's had some really interesting guests. How about a book? Is there a book you've read that you think our listeners would enjoy? Uh, actually, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, Elon Musk uh, biography. My wife just like uh, offered, uh, just gave me this gift. Uh, I think maybe a year ago, something like that. And and I like Elon Musk. But I, I couldn't say I, I'm a, I was a huge fan. But yeah, reading the book, it's it's really really about entrepreneurship and all the challenges. So he tackles really like the biggest change in life, most. So, so you have to have some respect for him, and uh, and it's also uh, honestly when you have your own challenges and you can relate to this type of challenges, you say, okay, I'm not on my own. If, if this guy do, is is trying to do as well the same, uh, to try to succeed in the, with the same kind of of problem, you should make it as well. So it's it's very inspiring uh, as a as a as a reader. Yeah. Absolutely, love that book. So, Anthony, here's the last question I have for you today, and that it's going to be a bit of a doozy, I think. I'm going to buy you any cool collector car in the world. Let's remove your car from the equation because I know you're going to want to have one of yours in your garage, but let's just park it in the back. But I'm going to buy you another cool collector car today. Money's no object. You can't sell it to buy a bunch of other toys with, so don't pick the GTO just because it's worth a lot of money. You're going to have to keep it and drive it. Um, and that's the other key is I want you to drive it. No garage queens here, but I, I can tell you're the kind of guy that likes to drive cars. So what can I buy you today? Uh, it's very simple, you know. Actually, it's uh, it's a Lancia Stratos. Ah. It's, it's, I always say like because many people ask me uh, what's my favorite car, etc. And, and after all these years, you know, you I mean, I'm always amazed by this car because it still looks futuristic. It's all about function, you know. It's not it's, well, it wasn't really about design because it had to be a, a performing rally car. And uh, and the look today is still you no. Know, there's no other car in on the planet which, which have this type of styling, and it wasn't a concept car. It was really like something that to to win a rally title, you know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's beautiful, Marcello Gandini design, a Bertone. Yeah. Uh, just a beautiful, beautiful car. I had John Campion, who owns a really wonderful collection of cars, including Lancia Lancia Stratos cars. Uh, he's actually racing, vintage racing, his vintage rally cars. Pretty cool guy. So for those of you who love rally racing and the Lancia Stratos, which I do, go back and listen to uh, my talk with John Campion. Nice choice. Nice choice, Anthony. Yeah, there's one, actually, there's one amazing thing about uh, just to go a bit more detailed in his car styling. If you look at blueprints, of the Lancia Stratos, look at the top view, you know, you will see it's just a big rectangle. So what's amazing is like with a, a rectangle shape from the top, you manage to give so many strong features in this car. So it, it, for car designer, it's something I, I don't know any other car that is it's like a rectangle in top view, basically. I'm going to go back and take a look at some photos. That's a very interesting observation. Um, I'm not surprised coming from a guy with an eye like yours. So very cool. Well, I have enjoyed getting to know you better. I want to thank you for sharing your journey. Is there a little parting piece of wisdom or guidance you might offer our listeners before you rip off into the sunset in that Lancia Stratos? I would say, like, just follow follow your passion, you know, as much as you can. You know, that's that's why I did all the time. I had to sometimes to do a tough choice. You never know if you if it's good to follow your passion, but. Um, but at least you you are you look behind you and you 
you're, you're proud of what you did, you know? So Absolutely. It's, it's Absolutely. Yes. And what's the best way for our listeners to learn more about your business? Um, it's simple. I mean, my name is quite complicated, generally. But um, I guess with the links, etc., you can go on uh, on Facebook, Instagram. Instagram, you know, we we have the most recent picture on Instagram, and on the website as well. There is all the everything is linked to the website. So, it's, but for people who wants to enjoy the car or the what we do, like most on the on the daily basis, the best is Instagram. Okay. I'll make sure I put links to those on. Anthony's a show notes page on the Cars yeah website. It's Janarelli, J-A-N-N-A-R-E-L-L-Y.com. You'll find that there. I encourage you to go check out what we've talked about today. This is a really cool car, very cool design. You're going to be very, very excited. Thanks again for being my guest today, Anthony, and for spending some time with us today and sharing your expertise. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. <laughs> for sure. Thank you. Au revoir. Bye-bye. Au revoir. You take care of your cars, but who takes care of your investments? Tune-ups aren't just for engines. Updating your financial plan is important, too. Your GPS may take you from A to B, but it won't help you on the road to financial freedom. For that, you need a good co-pilot and a very trusted advisor. Chris Kimball, CFP, is just the man for the job. He'll guide you down that road without driving you crazy. For over 25 years, Chris has helped people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. With a master's degree in financial services, he is eminently qualified, and he's a car guy too. Learn more at chrisvkimble.com or call 866-ON-A-PLAN. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member FINRA SIPC. CK Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.